Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. Friends, today I'm excited to have a special friend with me on Walk It Out. Now, it is so fun because I found many times over that online friends can become real life friends. It's so fun when you connect with someone online, you follow them, you really see their heart, and then you get to meet them in person. And that's what happened with me and Mackenzie Copa. We were able to meet just this summer in person. And it was like we had been friends for 20 years. I just love that. I just love how God connects hearts. And life has changed a lot for Mackenzie since we first met. She'll talk a little bit about that in today's broadcast. She went from being um, a wife and a homeschool mom, focused on homeschooling and building her brand and her writing projects and her audio projects online. And now Mackenzie finds herself as a single mom, trying to balance the challenges of living after divorce and trying to raise her kids um, and draw them near to God in the process, in the very hard, hard process. Now, during this broadcast, we do talk about divorce. And I know that as a Christian, as a believer, that I encourage so many people not to get a divorce. I encourage them to go to marriage counseling, to talk to their pastor, to just bring friends around them who will just encourage them. And that is still my advice. But I also know that there are some situations where divorce is necessary. When there's physical abuse, when there's emotional abuse, um, those are times when after trying many years, um, it comes to the place where divorce is inevitable. And that's where McKinsey found herself. I know more of the story that I can't openly share. McKinsey has a lot of the story that she doesn't want to openly share because, you know, everything we record, everything we put out there is out there for our kids when they get older. And there's just so many hard things when it comes to divorce. But I want you to know my heart before you get into this broadcast, that my number one goal is to encourage people when it's possible to stay in their marriages. But I'm also going to encourage those who, when there is no hope, when there is a situation where there is physical and emotional abuse to walk away and trusting that God will be there. So just to put that up front, but friends, I know you're just going to love Mackenzie as much as I do. So here is Mackenzie. Well, I am so excited to have a sweet friend on Walk It Out today, and it's Mackenzie Kappa. So welcome, Mackenzie. Thank you, Trisha. I am so excited to be here. Finally get to be on your show. You've been on mine like a bazillion times. I know. It's so <laughs> fun. It's just because I haven't had one in a while. And then I, I know. Just started up I know. Again. So, we're, so we're doing good now. The tables have turned. The tables now, have turned. Now I'm in the hot seat. Yes. Oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, for those that may not be familiar with you, we just start by um, just telling us a little bit about yourself and your family. Sure. I am a single mom of four kids ranging in age from 12 all the way down to three. And I am a voiceover artist and a podcaster. So that's kind of what I do to bring home the bacon. And it's a lot of fun. I really am grateful that I get to have a job that I enjoy and get to stay home with my kids. Now, the voiceover artist is just so amazing to me because uh, we were talking before we started recording just how crazy complicated it is with all the accents. And I mean, different books have completely different I mean, tones and cadences and accents. How did you even get started, like, wanting to go that direction? Well, I grew up in the theater. So, I mean, from the time I was eight years old, I was on the stage. And really, I mean, we took it very seriously around here. I know it sounds crazy, but it was, you know, community theater. But I had acting coaches and took classes and learned dialects. And I even did a little bit of film work and commercial work and a little bit of voiceover stuff when I was younger, like junior high, high school age. So that was kind of always there. I loved performing. I loved doing the characters and that kind of thing. But then I really got away from it when I was having kids and, you know, raising them and everything. But probably about three years ago now, I was wanting to make a little bit more extra money on the side at that time. And I saw a post, I think it was on Crystal Payne's blog, about making money through voiceover work and you could do it through your computer. It's like, no way. I didn't know how much it had changed because you used to absolutely have to go into a studio. It wasn't something that you could do from home. And now there are so many possibilities to be able to audition online. And so I started doing that and just doing like some basic commercial work. So there wasn't a lot of character stuff involved in that. It was a lot more like how to use, you know, whatever. And just different like educational things that are great. They pay the bills, but they're not very fun because you don't get to do a character. You're supposed to be that like the token term that they say on all of them is it's supposed to sound like you're sitting down at coffee with your best friend, you know, telling them about this product you love. And so I really wanted to branch out from that and be able to start doing more character stuff. And really the first time I was thinking pretty seriously about it, was with you because I knew that not many of your books had been put into audiobooks. So I started, you know, thumbing through them like, oh, I've got this author friend. <laughs> Maybe someday <laughs> that could turn into something. And I actually sent you, I think, an excerpt of one of your books that I just thought, I'm just going to give it a whirl and see what you thought. And it was a good response. Yeah. <laughs> so that just kind of, that kind of was just mulling in the back of my brain for a long time. But then when I decided to move forward with my brand new podcast called The Same Page that we started this past August, that was a big catalyst to doing more of the audiobook work because we release another chapter from a classic children's novel four days a week. So it's been a lot of work, but it's been a ton of fun. We started with The Wizard of Oz, which I had been in the play numerous times. But the book is so different from the play and even the movie. And when you really get into it, you realize, oh, my goodness, there's a lot of different characters in here that I'm going to have to come up with voices for. And it was a challenge. And now we're doing Peter Pan. And it's a totally, totally different experience than Oz was. And so it's really it's just it's really fun for me and really gratifying to be able to experience those differences and come up with the different characters. And, you know, as the narrator 
narrator, you get to kind of do a certain amount of interpretation for the audience. And I get a kick out of that. That is so cool. And I love how, first of all, you're starting with children's literature. And you talked about your new podcast, The Same Page. Uh, because, I mean, you have four kids. And I just know that you love like being able to connect with your kids and having time with them. And so I think, I mean, I always think I have my books. And like someday they'll appreciate and want to read these books. You know, but most of my books are written for adults. And it's like, oh, great, mom wrote another book. And <laughs> I don't know, you know. They, they don't really re- are very interested in my adult novels, but I love how like this is something that your kids can listen to. So what is their response as they're listening to, you said the, the Wizard of Oz and then Peter Pan? Well, it's been really fun because they really, I, I, you know, I was a little leery. Like, will my kids actually enjoy this or will they be like, oh, whatever, it's just mom reading a book or whatever. But they really like it. And usually when I ask Roman, you know, like, okay, what did you think of that chapter? And he'll say, oh, I loved it. I'll say, well, what was your favorite part? He'll say, your voice. And that's so sweet to me that he he really enjoy. I mean, he's 12 and he still enjoys that it's mom reading the stories. But it really came out of wanting to connect with my kids. You know, I had been homeschooler for seven years and because of life circumstances, you know, becoming a single mom in the last year and really having to be the one to provide, I had to send them to school for the first time this year. Huge transition. And there were so many things that I felt like we were going to be missing out on. So much, you know, classic literature and poetry and all these things that I wanted to expose them to that I felt like I wasn't practically going to be able to do unless I had something pre-recorded that they could listen to in the car on the way to school. And so it really came out of me wanting to have a resource for just us to use ourselves. And then I thought, well, maybe other people would enjoy that too. And so that's kind of why I named it the same page, because it was this thing I wanted to be able to experience with my kids so that we could be on the same page every day when they were going off to school. And it's fun because it's not just the literature component. They are involved to a whole different level because we have a core memory work episode that goes out every Monday. And on that episode, we have scripture, poetry, Shakespeare, and presidential facts. And my kids are on the show with me. So that's really fun. So when someone subscribes to the podcast, they can listen to all of it, like it's all in the same place? Yep, it's all in the same place on your favorite podcasting app, or you can just go to thesamepagepodcast.com. But yeah, every Monday we release those core episodes, and you're just supposed to listen to that same episode every morning that week to help you remember them. And I've been hearing so many responses from people saying like, because we have a membership community where you can get you know extra resources about doing activities and having themed food and you know all that kind of thing to take it a step farther. But so many people who are just listening to the show, they're like, we got to the end of the month and my six-year-old spouted off Shakespeare. <laughs> like I had no idea that they were actually listening that much, but it just came from us playing it every single day. And it, the fun thing is they're listening to another six-year-old reciting Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so that's really fun. Yeah. And it's so fun because I've listened to it and it's on our list to do with my kids, which I'm totally going to do. I'm doing <laughs> like five read alouds all at the same time. I'm like, okay, let me finish up one of these books and then we'll listen. But what I love, I mean, I was just amazed at your kids. I mean, what do they think of like recording? Because it seems like they are professionals, even though they're little. Well, it's so funny, because a lot of people keep asking me, like, well, how did you get them to, you know, memorize these huge long poems and put in the correct inflection and like, read it really well? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. 
please, please know that I'm literally sitting in the booth with them, feeding them the lines, like line by line saying, say this exactly the way I'm saying it. And they just copy after me. And then I cut myself out of the editing. So it's, it's, they they definitely are good at doing that. Don't get me wrong, but they don't just like innately have it in them. You know, any kid could learn how to do it if they were being completely coached in yeah. how to do it. Oh, I you love know. that. But they do. They really love it. You know, I mean, my oldest son, he does the presidential segments on every episode. And so there is a little bit of that like, oh, <laughs> what do I have to talk about this time? You know, but my six year old, she's like, is there anything else that you would like me to record, mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm creating a monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or it's also, I always say that like God calls us to things for our children also. Like he doesn't say like, Mackenzie, I want you to be a voice artist, but it's really going to ruin your children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. really believe that like the dreams and the desires that he puts on our hearts are for our kids too. And I found that so much, like just that my kids been able to travel and meet amazing people and experience amazing things, especially now that like three of them are adults. Like we just have this trove of memories that, and experiences that we have and you know, now they're grown. And so it's so cool that your I know that your gifts are going to benefit your kids for their future too. I sure hope so. And it's something that we can, you know, it's one more way that we can connect and do this thing together. And then when they get to listen back to it and they hear like, oh, we're all on this same show together and they were a part of it and it's helping to provide for our family. They, they like that. They like that. It's like this thing that we have together. It is part of our family culture that we do a podcast together. And I like that that's, you know, unique to us that we have that that's just ours, you know. Oh, that's so great. And I, it, the cool thing is their voices are going to change. But like you've always captured those memories like we had. So we're back in the day when we had the the um, video recorder that had like the the transfer to VCR tapes. And so then we just got them switched over to DVD. So these are like my older three kids when they were like five, seven, and nine. And we're, you know, finally after years and years watching them, I'm like, listen to their little voices. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. I that's one of the things because I've had a lot of people, even in the cultivating the lovely community, which is my other podcast lately, people have been saying, make sure you're recording your kids because they're my kids' voice just changed. And you know, my 12 year old, he's 12 and a half. His friends' voices have started changing, and I'm like, I'm so glad we started this when we did because we don't have very much more time before he just doesn't sound the same yeah it's a it's crazy how fast they grow and like we're nearing the holidays and I mean it's just like another how can we be Christmas like we just had Christmas it's gonna be Christmas I know I know I'm totally not ready (laughs) yeah which is another thing I want to bring up though are you doing something fun for Christmas Well, with our literary episodes, it's going to lead Peter Pan's pretty much going to take us right up to Christmas. And then we're going to do some fun stuff after Christmas with another novel. I think we're going to be going on with Little Women. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yes. But also for our memory work, we are switching things up for the month of December. So instead of we've been working on like um, James for our memory work this year, but we're going to take a break from that and we're going to do Luke too. So I think that will be really fun to be incorporating those verses. It'll be a little bit longer text for people to be listening to and hopefully memorizing throughout the Christmas season. And then we are also going to have um, the night before Christmas is going to be the poem. So that's a big, long one, but it's really fun. And I think it's just kind of one of those cultural things that it's going to be 
fun to think about and listen to. And even if you don't believe in Santa Claus, it's just one of those things that you hear about in our culture. And so it's just going to be a fun one to do. And then in our Patreon community, we're going to have the Velveteen Rabbit available for those ladies to be able to listen to with their families and and maybe a couple of other things. But we got to see how how the season continues to pan out. But we're excited about it. I love it. I love all those things. Okay. And I love the Velveteen Rabbit. It's one of my favorites. So tell me a little bit more about Patreon. I've just heard of it like kind of this year. I've been hearing more and more about it and I don't fully understand it. So maybe my listeners don't fully understand it. So just explain a little bit more about what it is. Well, Patreon, Patreon was originally founded as something like back in the, you know, old days, artists, of all different kinds would have patrons who would basically pay them to create their art so that they could keep producing it. And then those patrons may get, you know, a special painting done for them or something. So Patreon was founded on that same idea that creators come and develop a platform on that site. And then people who want to support them to keep creating that work can come and become a patron. And when they do that, then they get benefits. So it's basically like a membership community. I started mine primarily from my Cultivating the Lovely community. And now we've tied in the same page as well. So it's kind of like getting two memberships for the price of one. And the Cultivating the Lovely side of it, we have like a exclusive podcast just for certain levels of patrons within my membership community that's called What Ingrid and Fiona Like. And me and my best friend talk about oh, our favorite fall meals and our bucket list travel. And like, it's just kind of a goofy, fun listen, but people kind of get a little bit more behind the scenes. And then I also do posts like for every interview that I do on my other podcast, Cultivating the Lovely, I do a post of what my thoughts were on that interview, how I prepared for it, what I was thinking going in. Like when I recently interviewed Candace Cameron, a lot of people were curious about, well, what was that like? And were you excited? And so I go into all of those details and those kinds of posts. And then we have printables and challenges for people. Um, we did a lot of like self-care and homemaking challenges throughout 2018. And so we're, we're working on what we'll have to offer in 2019. But it's basically just a whole lot of extra content. Plus we have private Facebook groups for those ladies who are either doing the same page stuff or the cultivating the lovely stuff so that they can develop community. And we have about 100 women in there right now. And it's been so fun to see those relationships develop over the last year. We do live videos together and it's just really fun to hear more of the people who are really invested in what Cultivating the Lovely and the same page are doing. I can hear more from them and respond to them and be able to keep creating resources that they like. So it's kind of like that inner sanctum that's really fun. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that this day and age, like we can find that community, even though like they're across the world (laughs) that we can connect with people, and which is how we met. Yes. Yeah. Which was so fun. Yeah. And then we got to meet in person. But but we I mean, we knew each other online years before we got to meet in person. Yes. And I think there were a number of years there where I thought I knew you, but there was no way that you knew who I was. <laughs> and then I think after a few rea- or interactions, you were finally like, Mackenzie, I know who you are. <laughs> I, I, I do know who you are because at the time, especially, I was just kind of breaking into, you know, doing something with my blog or my podcasts and stuff. And it was like, I just little old me. Nobody, people don't know who I am. You know, and you were Miss Big Time Author with 80 bazillion books on the market. Like there's no way, but 
but you knew who I was and that was super fun. And then we've just got to become better and better friends ever since. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is like when I first talked to Robin Jones Gunn, like I was 22 when I went to go to my first conference and she was there and she just kind of like took me under her wing and, you know, we built this friendship and I'm, I'm like out of all the people, cause I know Robin knows a lot of people like, I don't understand. She's like, there's just some people you just know, like, this is the one, this is who you connect with. And I think it's the same online. Like there's a lot of people, like I know a lot of people, but there's just some people like, Oh yay, Mackenzie. Like I just, I don't know. I just find such joy in you. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, there's those special people that you kind of just connect with and, um, so it's super fun. Absolutely. Well, for me, I read Blue Like Play-Doh when my second son was just, I mean, he was brand new. He was maybe two months old when I read that book. And it just touched me in such a personal way. And then when I think I got to be on a book launch for one of your books, like Glacier Bay or something. And so I just, I was so wrapped up first with your story before I ever read your fiction. And so I loved how authentic you were. And then to actually get to know you, it was just like, oh, I click with this lady. I really like her. <laughs> so that's been fun. Oh, I love that. Now, you mentioned something earlier that I think we, I would like to touch on just because I know there's, there's so many people just going through hard times and we've had just some real challenges even in our family. And you mentioned like you're a recently a single mom and I know it's not something that you ever thought would happen, but here you are. Do you want to share just a little bit about your story? Yeah. I mean, it's still an ongoing story for sure, but you know, I got married very young. I was 19 and um, my husband was much older than me and it was, it was kind of a rushed into thing. And I think I was fairly, even though I'd always felt like I was, I had pretty bold opinions and, you know, was always pretty a, a strong person somehow being that young and getting wrapped into it and being pretty naive, you just, one thing leads to another and you kind of start losing yourself a little bit. And especially if you're with someone who is very overbearing and it turns out that my ex is a narcissistic abuser. And so over time, I began feeling like I had less and less worth and it wasn't just a feeling I was being told that and you know that that verbal abuse continued through I was married for 14 years before I left and it just it builds and it builds and it builds and I for a long time I stayed because I really felt like God wants me to stay and the church says that I have to stay and there's no room for abuse to be the thing that makes you leave unless there's physical abuse. And I think that there's a, a large misconception over how damaging the verbal abuse can be. And there were just some incidents that happened last fall when things amped up to a whole new level. And I really was able to sit back and see not only is this destructive to me, it is not good for my children. And this is becoming normal to them. They are living in fear. They are living in constant stress and frustration. And it, so it needs, it needs to stop. And the only way to stop was to walk away. And so I literally packed our bags once, I mean, what I could grab once he had left for work and 
my mom came and we just, we packed everything that we could into a little trailer and I have not been back to the house since. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that I left behind and man, it was taking on a whole different way of life. I mean, I had been a homemaking on a farm homeschooling mom who had this little, you know, podcast thing on the side that I just did kind of for fun and to connect with other women to, oh boy, this is my livelihood. And we slept on my parents' living room floor for 10 months. And now we're living with my grandma. So we we have bedrooms at this point, but it's still a very transitional time. The divorce is still ongoing and it's it's not easy for sure. But man, the last year of I've been in counseling because I have um, PTSD from just all the years of of stress that I I went through and changing those voices in my head from the fact that I'm worthless to that's not a fact that's not true and and really kind of and it's it's an ongoing process but coming to grips with the fact that God does love me and it's not about what I'm earning to make Him love me. He, he loves me anyway. And that was honestly one of the hardest parts was believing that because when you're someone loving you for so long is based on what you do and what you don't do, you start kind of attributing that to God and expecting that that's what he thinks of you too. And so it's been a long process of, of knowing that, but really believing it. And, and just trying to, to come to grips with that and, and live in that love and that it's okay. He didn't want us to live the way that we were living. And that was the other, I think, hardest part of it was the reaction from the church and um, just a lot of preconceived notions and people not really understanding what that abusive life looks like and and what God's opinion is of it. And I think sometimes we, we miss the forest for the trees. You know, we, we focus on just a few specific verses, but we forget the overall character of God and his overall, you know, his overall message of that we need to be loving and kind towards one another. And that it's his kindness that leads us to him. (laughs) And, and so I think that sometimes the Bible can seem very black and white and there are definitely things that are, but I think we, we can't take them without acknowledging the character of God and his love for us, not to excuse sin, but that he does want us to be um, treated a certain way. And it's okay to say when we're not. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this before because I have a very close family member who has been in this type of relationship for, you know, over 20 years and work to the to the point where like all other relationships i mean a very close family member she's just broken off i mean because that person is so controlling so manipulative and um you know and then there's been times when this family member has tried to leave and then you're right the church jumps in and you know the counseling by pastors don't do that and you know you need to submit to your husband which is just like well you know she's isolated and 
has lost most contact with all of her family because of this. So I know I was the one, like, I am someone from the outside that understands what it's like to see someone you love be in that type of relationship. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that was very much my story too. I was very much cut off from my family and a lot of my friends, I was told, you know, you only need me. You shouldn't need anyone else. And, you know, just a lot of lies and a lot of things that can get even more, become even more rampant when you are isolated and those things grow and grow and grow. And so for the the last year, it's been amazing for me to get to rekindle those relationships with my family. They were never cut off completely, but they were significantly stifled. And being able to just enjoy my family, like I go on, you know, dates with my parents where it's just me and them, like I'm totally the third wheel, but I will absolutely go to movies with them and go out to dinner with them. And, you know, it's it's just been this great time of getting to rekindle those relationships. But off of what you said, you know, when I talked with you and you shared your story with me and you were like, it's okay. Like God doesn't want this for you. He doesn't want this for your kids. And there were a couple of other key people who I so respected within the faith who looked me straight in the eyes and said, this, you are doing the right thing. Like not only did, does God, you know, is he okay with this? He wants you to protect yourself and your children. And to hear that from, especially women who I respect, who a lot of people respect within the faith that had some clout and that who, who knew enough about my story, because I think a lot of times you walk into a church and you go try to talk to the pastor about it, but he doesn't really have any foreknowledge or experience with you. And so all he really can go off of is, well, you know, marriage is a covenant and you're supposed to stay in it, you know, and and I get that. And I'm not encouraging anyone to just run out and get a divorce because, you know, things are difficult. There, there is a difference when abuse is present. And so to have women like you and a couple of these other ladies who who knew a little bit more about my story to be able to say you're doing the right thing was hugely validating to me and encouraging and has helped me to to keep going and keep moving on and keep protecting my kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so hard um, when I, I think a lot of times people on the outside don't understand how stifling and hurtful, and, you know, I mean, some, I mean, someone who is verbally abusive, it, I mean, it is, it's killing your soul. Like it's not killing your body. Um, there's, there may not be marks on your body. Um, some cases there are marks on bodies, but it is, it's killing your soul. And, um, and it is hard trusting a loving God when um, the person that's supposed to be loving you most is unloving and um, is is not that what it's set up to be. And so divorce is hard. I mean, we've had divorce in our family too. It's just, it's heartbreaking, but um, I'm so thankful that God is there and he's loving and he wants us to be in in loving safe places and it talks about you know love is patient love is kind love is yeah. gentle I mean yeah that is yeah. the example of love and um I know you know it is this whole new adventure like nothing you expected but I know God is just giving his faithfulness to you and just helping you through these hard times and I know your story is going to help other women to you know be able to share um to share their stories to share how they can step out and trust God and know that they are protecting themselves and their kids and, and that's okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've never, even from the start of when I walked away, I was like, well, first, I didn't know if anyone would stand by my platform at all, because here I am, this, you know, Christian podcaster, and, you know, is anybody going to still be there? And I was so blessed to have pretty much everybody stay and still support me because they'd gotten to know me through Periscope at the time and my podcast. But also, it was just so much bigger than that and that I didn't want my whole platform to now become about me being a single mom and, you know, just like fighting for women who've been in abusive situations that, I mean, that, that is so important and people, we need those platforms, but I've never felt like that's what God has for me overall. Like, absolutely. This is my story and I will share it for people who need that encouragement. But I think the thing he's put on my heart even more so is to be encouraging women no matter where they are, no matter whether their story looks like mine or not, we all have our own hard things and we all need to try to cling to whatever lovely we can find. And so it's even been in the midst of, you know, sleeping on my parents' living room floor and, you know, all those kinds of things, still trying to find those little moments in the midst of the chaos to still find joy and loveliness. And I'm not always good at it, but that's my underlying goal. And I hope that other women who are just, you know, they have very regular lives. They don't have like this big, crazy trauma thing, but they can still be encouraged by, oh, I'm just in the midst of diapers and, you know, kids and homeschooling or, you know, not homeschooling or whatever. They've got their own brand of crazy that they're living, but they can still be trying to find those lovely moments. And so it's been fun to still be able to pursue that platform and have it enlightened by my experience but get to speak to a lot of women kind of regardless of what our circumstances are. Yeah. And I think I can't remember what speaker talked I heard years ago. They talked about like, think of who you were as a child and like God created you with a purpose. Like what did you find great joy in? And for me for many years, like I would be at the library every day reading books and summers reading books. I was like, would volunteer to help shelve books. I mean, looking yeah. back, it was so clear that God put that in because I was raised in a non-reading home. Like I don't ever remember my parents reading to me and then how, like how in the world could that happen? But God put that in me. And um, I know um, Crystal Evans Hurst has a book called She's Still There that I really enjoy that talks about going back to that, that girl that, you know, God created you to be and, and see who she is and just try to rediscover that and rekindle that. And I think that's what you're doing through your work now. It's like you have this theater and this love and accents and like all this stuff, which is not very typical for a little kid. And then God's just like, I put that there for a reason. And now I'm going to use it for your benefit, for your kids' benefits. Um, and so I think it's so important just as women, we talk about cultivating and just finding joy around us, but also cultivating who God designed us to be. Like we're not empty vessels, but he designed us to be unique and special for a purpose in reaching his world. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been one of the most fun things about the last year is getting to remember who I was and who I am. And I mean, even just to the little things like, well, how do I want to wear my hair? What do I want to, what do I want my clothes to look like? What is my actual decorating style? Like, what do I even actually like? Because so many things in my life were put through the lens of what my husband wanted and not what 
not reflecting who I actually was. And so even on those little levels of being like, well, this is the way I want to dress and this is why I want to dress that way. And that's okay. And being able to say like, this is who I am. This is who God made me to be. And I feel more myself than I have in 15 years. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just love what God is doing um, with you and through you and that you are also going to be working on some projects with me yes. for some of my books. And so I'm so excited about that. Me too. Yeah. I had um, Mackenzie sent me a sample just for the listeners and I was like <laughs> going around my house and like, listen to this, listen to this. It's going to be so great. So I just love how God is just using you and your talents and um, a blessing on so many, including me. So well, <laughs> I'm thankful thank for that. Thank you. And you're a huge blessing to me as well and and providing me with really fun opportunities. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. And I just know over the coming years, there's going to be more and more. So I cannot wait. Well, Mackenzie, I am just so thankful that you're here today. And I hate to wrap up our conversation, but I know we both have kids in yes. the other rooms we <laughs> yeah. need to get to. Um, but for those that want to find out more about Cultivating the Lovely and the same page and all these wonderful things you're doing, where can they find out more information? Well, the main hub that you can get to all the individual podcast websites and Patreon and all of that, you can just go to Mackenzie Coppa dot com. And I also love to connect with people on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite social media place. I do a lot of Insta stories. And so you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa on there as well. And Coppa is just K-O-P-P-A, right? Yes. M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. It's not an easy name, I know. <laughs> but, but it's a pretty if name. If you Google it, you'll find it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we will have links to everything in the show notes, too. So, Mackenzie, just thank you so much for being here. And I just will continue to pray for you and your family. And I cannot wait to see what God has in store for all of you. Yes. Thank you so much. And thanks just for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Okay, friends. I am just so thankful for my friend, Mackenzie. And I'm so thankful that she came and just was so open to us and sharing her heart. Life is full of challenges. Life is full of heartache. And I love how, how Mackenzie is still seeking joy, even in the midst of those hard, hard places that we find ourselves in. I encourage you to check out Mackenzie's same page um, podcast. I love it so much. I just love her narration. She does such an amazing job and it's super fun because she's been working on the audiobook for my Amish novel beside Still Waters and I am so in love with this. She is just doing an amazing job. It's so fun to hear my characters come to life in this audiobook. So it should be up um, hopefully in a couple months and I'll post it all over social media and let you know when that's available. Now, today's Walk It Out verse is Psalm 34, 18. This is the New International Version. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And uh, just like Mackenzie shared about the challenges of, you know, just going on and starting a new life after divorce, I know that um, there's so many nights that she was brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. And you know, how to continually turn to God and seek him to give her strength. And there's so many times in our lives when we need to do the same thing. We don't know exactly what's coming in the future. And life isn't always as we want it to turn out. Hard things come, difficult things come, 
Um, our spouses make wrong choices. Our kids um, decide they don't want to walk in the way that we've trained them. There's so many things. There's divorce. There's hardship. There's addictions. Um, things that we never thought we'd ever face in our life. But the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I'm so thankful that when I'm on my knees and when I'm in tears and when I don't feel like I have the strength to face the challenges of my day, that I can turn to God and he is close to me and he is there to save me, not only save my eternal soul, but just save my my mind, my heart from the pain. Um, not that he takes it away, but that gentle, sweet spirit often comes in and just reminds me that he is there and that he loves me and that he has a good plan for my life. So I just want to pray for you today. So dear Lord, I just thank you for my friends out there who are facing hard challenges. I pray for those who are brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit, Lord. I pray for Mackenzie God. I know that she's walked through the hardest years of her life and she's trying to figure out what to do when life hasn't turned out like she expected. I pray that you'll just bring blessing to her. I pray that you will financially provide for her and that just you'll bring a bond between her and her kids um, unlike anything that she ever expected or that she's seen before, Lord, and that you will just protect them and help those beautiful kids, dear Lord God, as they are also brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. Lord, for all those out there today who are facing unwanted divorce or who living in the midst of abuse, Lord, I just pray that you'll give them strength. And if those are living in the midst of physical or emotional abuse, that you will bring other people around to encourage them and to help them and to give them your truth, dear Lord, and to protect them, dear Lord God. Um, I thank you so much that you do bring people into our lives who can give us courage when we feel weak, dear Lord God. I thank you for every listener out there today, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for this podcast, and I pray um, that you'll continue to grow it, that others might be blessed because of it. Well, friend, I am so thankful that you tuned in today. Um, I love spending this time with you. I wish we could chat over coffee. That would be amazing. But thank you for taking time to listen, to get to know my friends, and to really turn and figure out how you need to seek God in your life and to walk out what he's asking you to do. I um, am thankful for my publisher, David C. Cook, for um, sponsoring this podcast. They are the publisher of Walk It Out and then my new book, Calming Angry Kids. And both of those are available on online and um, local bookstores. So thank you, friends, for tuning in. I pray that you will have a blessed week. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship, used with permission from Integrity Music. <laughs>